Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. In this episode, we talk about how to get back into it. Get excited, because this is Tiny Leaps. Big changes. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps. Big changes, where I share simple research-based strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and sometimes we just fall off the wagon. Sometimes we forget that we're trying to do better for our lives. Sometimes it gets too hard to keep going, and before we know it, we've stopped doing the thing we said we were going to do. Whatever that was, whether it was getting back into shape and going to the gym, or it was eating healthier or saving more money or uh, whatever it might have been for you. Sometimes we start and we stop and we don't really know why. It's not because we're not motivated and it's not because we're not excited or because we don't want the thing. We just kind of fall off. And that's why in today's episode, I want to talk about how to get back into it. Because this is something, full disclosure, I'm struggling with right now as well. I went through about three weeks of dealing with COVID and the recovery from COVID. And being honest with you, recording this podcast, I kind of fell out of the habit. It's something I've been doing for so long that every week I knew I was showing up and I was doing the thing. This was kind of the first time that I took a legitimate amount of time away from recording, and it's kind of messed me up a little bit, just a little bit. I'm still here, but it's harder. It's harder to come up with episode ideas. It's harder to go through the planning process and to get it recorded and edited, and my entire process has slowed down significantly from just three weeks away. So I'm going through this right now, and that's why... I wanted to do an episode on it because I think probably a lot of us are going through this, whether it's because of COVID or because of birthdays or travel or whatever it might be, whatever shift is happening in your life right now that throws you off of your routine. I'm willing to bet you're probably facing this exact experience with something. And that's why I want to go through today why this happens and how we can do better. So this should be a super good episode. I hope you are getting excited. If you are and you're watching on YouTube, definitely click the subscribe button so that you never miss a new episode. And if you are listening to this, consider watching on YouTube. It's a great platform to watch the actual content as well. You can see me in my very unfinished studio space recording these episodes. Now, before we get into today's episode, I want to highlight a new podcast that I'm I'm really, really excited about. It's hosted by a friend of mine. His name is Paul Levitin, and he's actually, uh, his show is going to be the next show 
on my podcast network. That's how excited for this podcast I am. It's called Happy Healthy Human. And what I want to do, I'm going to play a clip from this week's episode. I would love for you to check out his podcast once you're done with this episode. Uh, Just check out Happy Healthy Human wherever you're listening to this. Or, of course, you can click the link in the description of this episode. What Sober Powered is all about is that now that I'm sober, like I can literally do anything. And maybe that sounds cheesy or like, yeah, you know, whatever. We've heard that kind of thing. But I spent my whole life just suffering and like trying to make everything better, but then nothing would change and beating myself up. And then all of a sudden I removed this one thing from my life and I was able to do all the things I wanted to do. I was able to put effort in and have it actually pay off. And I trust myself and I believe in myself now. So I think that's what it's about. That's amazing. That's super powerful. And I, I like that you said, you know, trusting yourself and, and believing in yourself. Something I talk about a lot on this show and in my coaching and, and everything that I do is that to me, happiness and, and a successful life and a purposeful life boils down to a few key things. And one of those things is being able to keep promises to yourself, being the, the type of person who does what they say that they're going to do. And coming from someone who myself has uh, had my own tangles with alcohol and uh, certainly alcohol abuse for, for many years, I know that that is not something that I was doing when I was drinking a lot. I was not keeping a lot of promises, let alone to myself. So I'm curious, like, what are some changes that you saw in yourself when you first maybe decided to become sober? That was a big one, was keeping my promises to myself. Like before, I would make a promise every day, either I'm not going to drink or I'm going to drink this amount. And every day consistently, I would break the promise. So then the next day I would beat myself up for it. And it got to a point where anytime I would try to make a promise on any topic, I couldn't even get through the thought in my head where I started like interrupting myself and saying like, yeah, right. You're not going to do that. Like, come on. So I just had no faith in myself. I didn't believe in myself in any way. And that was the, that was one of the first things that came back was I trusted myself because I kept this promise to myself every day that I was not going to drink. Yeah. I can't overstate how powerful that is of just keeping promises to yourself because, you know, I have a episode that I did a a while back called how to be happy. And, you know, I break down what I consider to be the three C's of happiness. And and one of them is self-confidence. And to me, self-confidence is simply that it's being the person who does what they say they're going to do and keeping promises to yourself, because how can you be confident outwardly towards others? If you can't even keep promises to yourself inherent in that, it's like, I want to present confidently, right? We all do. That's a, that's a huge goal that every person has is to be a confident person. But there's a paradox there where it's like, if I'm not being true to myself and honest with myself, my brain knows that at least, even at a subconscious level. So check it out and check out Happy Healthy Human wherever you get your podcasts. And we are back. So Why does this happen? We're talking about getting back into it, getting back on the horse, whatever it is for us. It could be getting back to the gym or getting back on our diet or whatever it is. How do we actually do it? Well, first, we need to understand, as with all things, why this happens. 
And there are a number of reasons, and it's always going to be unique for the individual, but I think there are three main factors that we all kind of share that always play a role in us falling off. Now, those three are status quo bias, inertia, and what I call starter motivation. So let's go through them. Status quo bias is a, uh, a behavioral psychology term. It essentially means that we tend to move towards what the norm is. So whatever our normal life looks like, we wake up, we go to work, we uh, take a specific route home, we get home, we change, maybe we shower, we make dinner, we hang out with our loved ones. Whatever our routine looks like, whatever our habits look like, whatever our normal is, we tend to lean towards that. Now, what does this have to do with when we start something and we keep sort of falling off the wagon when we keep going back to day one? Well, the status quo is the norm. It's the thing that we want to default back to. So with status quo bias, we start something new. We want to get to the gym. That's our goal. We're really focused on putting on some muscle or getting back out for a run or whatever it is. That's the thing we want to focus on. Now, from there, we need to make the conscious effort to show up every day, whatever our schedule looks like. We need to make the actual choice to show up over and over and over again. And that's really easy to do in the beginning. It gets significantly harder once we are trying to do it for a longer period of time. And so this is where status quo bias comes in because the minute we fall off, the minute that that thing that has not become the norm yet, has not become the default yet, gets put to the side for any number of reasons because life gets complicated. The minute that happens, going forward, we're always going to default back to how we were before we started this thing. So it's very difficult, especially in the beginning of a new behavior, to take a day off, take two days off, and expect to come back to it. And we actually see this play out in a number of apps and tools that are built around the behavioral science, something like Duolingo. I've been using Duolingo a lot lately. In their toolkit, you have streaks, and they give you up to two streak freezes. Now, when I first started using the app, I was sitting there wondering like, oh, two streak freezes, that's interesting. Why did they come up with that number? And then I realized it's because of this. It's because of status quo bias. Because in those two days, you can disappear for two days. And when you come back, you're still close enough to the activity that it doesn't feel like you're going to default to how you were before. That happens within two days. If you go three days, four days, five days, now it becomes easier and easier and easier to default back. So that's status quo bias, and that plays a massive role in why it always sort of feels like we have to restart and start over and, and do it again and again, and we're always on day one. Now, the second thing that I mentioned is inertia. Inertia is essentially the force of nothingness. It's the force of being at rest. It's the tendency to stay in the state that this particular piece of matter is in unless an external force acts upon it. So this is if you put your keys down on a table, it's not going to move unless something else moves it. 
Now, if you put it on a slanted table, it might slide off and gravity is playing a role or uh, somebody else might might uh, pick it up and put it somewhere else. But unless an external force acts on it, it's not going to move. That is inertia. And humans work much the same way with our psychology. This relates back to the status quo bias, to the idea of defaults. When we are in sort of a a base state, like this is our routine, this is what we do on Mondays or Wednesdays or whatever it is, like this is what we are, this is our status quo, this is our default. When we're there, it takes significantly more effort externally to push us to do something different, to push us away from the default. That's inertia. And by that same definition, it means that it also takes significantly less force to get us back to the status quo, back to the default. So this is how inertia plays into the larger issue, but it is important to understand going forward if we want to create a plan for getting back on the horse and getting back into it. Now, the last thing I talk about is starter motivation, and this is a term I'm making up. There might be a better term for it. I'm honestly not sure, but this is essentially it's significantly easier to do something the first time to get started on something than it will be the second time. So if you start something, and this is your first time doing it, there's a lot of excitement there. There's a lot of what-ifs and, and, and hows and learning and interesting things, things to keep your attention, things to keep your motivation going. Not to mention, you wanted to do this thing, so it's already inherently motivating. That's all there in the beginning, the first time through. When you make that workout plan, when you make that diet plan, when you make that uh, savings plan, All of those things are there for you in the beginning. Now, the first time you go through it, once you eventually, which it will happen, once you eventually drop off and take a break, and you maybe don't even realize you're taking a break, getting back to it, a lot of that excitement isn't there anymore. It's no longer new. It's no longer as interesting, as motivating. There's no longer as much to learn. Because you went through it. You've started to learn. You've started to unwrap the mystery. You've started to experience that thing. You now know what it's like. And it's a little bit harder to get started in that place. It's, it's harder to go from not doing it to doing it because you don't have any of that starter motivation to keep you going. That's a big part of why it's difficult to get back into it doesn't necessarily affect your ability to stick with it, but it does affect your ability to get started again. So what do we do about this? Now we understand a little bit more about what's going on. What can we actually do? Well, here is my advice and here's what I'm doing for myself. First of all, focus on starting. It's really not important right now to worry about consistency or to worry about anything other than getting started. Until you are actively doing the thing, the only job you need to worry about is doing the thing. You don't need to worry about how well you're doing it. You don't need to worry about if you're doing it the right way or the wrong way or if there's a better way. You don't need to worry about when you do it or any of those things. Just start. Just do the thing. That's it. That's the first most important step. The second thing you need to think about is to give yourself some ramp time. Now, what I mean by this is you're not going to get back to perfect immediately. 
Now, let's say you, and I, I know I keep harping on this example, but it's very relevant to me right now as well. Let's say you're getting back into the gym, right? You're really trying to get that six pack for the summer, whatever your goals might look like. So you want to get back to the gym. The first time you get back into that goal, let's say you were really consistent for like six weeks, three times a week for six weeks, you really got it. Eventually, you sort of drop off, you forget, you travel a little bit, and it's hard to get back into it once you, you're, you're back in, on solid ground. You can't expect yourself to be back at three times per week and stick with that for six weeks. Like, that's not reasonable. You had to work up to that the first time. So why wouldn't you have to work up to it the second time? That's a trap that I think we all fall into is now we have the knowledge. Now we have the experience. Now we know what we're capable of. And so we expect ourselves to operate at that level. But that's putting too much pressure on us if we are just getting back into it. And putting pressure on the situation is going to lead to us not doing anything. The third thing you really need to consider is that you need to expect failure. You are very likely going to fail again. That is just a fact. That's how this works. That's the process. You're going to fail again. You're going to fall off again. You're going to skip multiple days and not realize it. It's going to happen. Build that expectation into your process. That way, when it happens, you can approach yourself with some empathy and some love rather than beating yourself up, rather than feeling like a failure, rather than letting it sink you down further. Expect failure and you'll never be disappointed when you fail. And then finally, you need to create a plan. And it doesn't matter how perfect or how good this plan is. You just need something. Some plan of action for showing up, for getting to the place, for doing the thing. Whatever that thing is. You need a plan. What this does for you is it removes the need to think about it on a day-to-day -day basis. You don't need to question what it is you're going to do at the gym. You don't need to question whether or not you're going to save. You have the plan in place and you're going to follow that plan. And just as a like final thoughts here, the state that we want to get to is what I mentioned earlier, the idea of defaults. A default behavior is the thing you go back to because it's comfortable, because it makes sense. It's who you are. It's how you are. We all wake up in the mornings. If it's a weekday, we're going to work or we are taking the kids to school or we're doing something that is based on the weekdays. We all have that. That is our default. And of course, there's a number of external factors motivating us to do that. But that is our default. That is the normal. It would be weird if we didn't do that. If we don't do that, it's because it's a holiday or because we're sick or because we're traveling or we took time off or whatever it is. But those are the exceptions. The rule is you do that thing. The exception is you are taking time off. That's how we want to get our behaviors. And this is different from a habit. It's not necessarily a habit. A, a default does not need to be a habit. But we do want our, our specific behaviors related to our goals to become default behaviors. The type of behaviors where it's weird when we don't do it. In my case, recording a podcast episode, getting to the gym, whatever my th uh, specific goals are, it needs to be that is the norm. That is what I'm doing. And if I don't do them, it's because there is a special circumstance. That's where 
we want our behaviors to get. And how do you get there? Well, honestly, it's going to be challenging. It's a combination of figuring out the motivations, both internal and external, that will get us to do the behavior. It's a combination of showing up for long enough for that thing to become a default. It's a combination of feeling progress and improving at it and getting additional motivation along the way so that we can be consistent. It's a hard thing to do. That's why personal development is difficult, because creating defaults is not easy. All of the defaults we have in our lives right now were pretty much created for us by the system that we live in. We can't expect ourselves to just magically create new defaults. It's it's just too difficult. So what that means for us is we need to approach this with empathy. We need to recognize that this is a long game. The goal is not to do this specific thing on this specific day. The goal is to keep doing it for a long enough period of time to get the value from it. And that's going to take time and that's going to take a lot of failure. But we have to be okay with that. So start doing the work today. Get back into that thing, whatever it is for you. Focus on the first piece, which is just starting. And then from there, you can focus on iterating and being better at it. But for right now, just start. That's it. And with that said, thank you so much for being here. If you are listening to the podcast right now on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, I encourage you to check out the video version over on YouTube. And while you're there, I'd love for you to subscribe to the channel. If you're watching right now, I'd love for you to drop a comment down below. That would mean the world to me. What is the thing that you have recently struggled to keep going with? I'd love to know. And I'd love to support you in any way that I can. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. It means more than you could ever know. And with that said, I've been Greg Clunas. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day.